It is time for episode 3 of Game Time with Manny. This time I will be talking about the game Spelunky, which most people are probably familiar with. It's super common and you can get it on every platform imaginable now. Uh, But in case you didn't know, I have been streaming myself playing it almost daily uh, to complete the daily challenge uh, in the game. I really, really enjoy it, but I've noticed that when I'm playing, it's kind of hard to talk about what you're doing and do it at the same time. So since I've never really, like, gotten down my thoughts about Spelunky anywhere or, like, talked about advanced tactics and all that kind of stuff, I thought that's what I would do this week. So let's get right into it. It's game time. got into Spelunky about a year ago. Um, I frequent the video game website Giant Bomb, and one of their editors, Patrick Klepek, started to play the game on a daily basis. He would do the daily challenge, which is what I've been doing daily recently, um, and he just generally was trying to get outside of his gaming comfort zone and play all kinds of stuff. And since Spelunky is notorious for being super hard and punishing, uh, but very rewarding once you learn what you're doing. Uh, He chose to do that. Um, Prior to that, I had purchased the game on the Vita for $2.50 when it was on some crazy flash sale. Uh, I got it just because I know how much a lot of people have talked up the game over the years and I played it a couple times, and really, it didn't grab me. Um, it is hard, and if you don't know what you're doing at all, it just seems unfair. Um, so I played like three rounds, died almost immediately, and just said, fuck this, I'm done, I'm not playing it anymore. Uh, but then when I started watching it more and learning that I was just... I didn't know what was happening uh, when I was playing the first time. I started to play a little bit more, and I actually got, like, okay. I mean, I'm still not good, but I'm definitely advancing. Uh, I do it every day, and I I do see improvements, and I'm going to continue doing it every day until I get tired of it, which doesn't seem like it's going to be happening anytime soon. Uh... So, for those who don't know, Spelunky is a roguelike. I know a lot of games say that nowadays, like every game that comes out is like, it's a roguelike or a roguelike-like and all this stupidness. Um, But Spelunky, like, actually more or less is a roguelike. So, what that means is that you have one life and that death is permanent. So, when you die in Spelunky you're done, and then the game starts over. So what a lot of these games recently that have been saying that the roguelikes do is that for getting partway through the game, you unlock perks and things that carry over to when you start a new game. 
And in roguelikes, that's like actual roguelikes, that's not the case. You don't get any kind of perks or anything other than the fact that you are learning the game mechanics and are learning what's going to happen. Um, it makes it especially challenging to do that because the enemy placement, item distribution, and like level layouts are usually randomly generated in roguelikes, which is also the case in Spelunky. So when I say I'm getting better at Spelunky, it's not that I'm like accruing upgrades or anything. It's that I'm just learning the game mechanics and getting better at what I need to do as I go. Um, which I think, since this is, like, one of the first, like, actual roguelikes that's come out in recent years, so they used to be big on, like, PC, like, early 90s PC games and stuff like that. A lot of them are, like, super super hardcore ones or roguelikes. And people who like, lo- like, yeah, like roguelikes really don't like it when modern games call themselves roguelikes, and they're not, and that causes a whole bunch of just... I don't know, the internet being the internet, people get angry about stuff. So Spelunky actually came about uh, at first in 2009. The developer of the game, Derek Yu, created it as a freeware PC download. So anyone could get it, it was free, and it was kind of like what Spelunky is now, which now that is referred to as Spelunky Classic, just because there are multiple other versions of it. But um, shortly after he did that, in 2009, he founded the studio that made the Spelunky that we probably all know, um, his studio called Mossmouth, and they released Spelunky um, for the Xbox 360 exclusively at first. Um, It changed up a lot, it made the game HD, so he redrew all the sprites and stuff like that. Well, not him, the people that were working on his team and him collectively. Uh, There were just new visual effects, he added local co-op, so like if you wanted to go through the game and play co-op, you could do that. I don't necessarily recommend it, I think it makes it way harder than it needs to be. Um, They also added uh, deathmatch, so like if you want to just go around and Kind of like a Bomberman-style game. You just kind of chuck bombs, get items, and try to kill each other. You can do that. It also added a brand new soundtrack, which is great, because I love, love, love the soundtrack of Spelunky. And online leaderboards, which actually, I think to me, is one of the most important parts. Because while I like just getting better and seeing my progress, I also like knowing that I did better than people I know. I, I don't know, it just makes me feel good. It also helps because that is a way to gauge your progress. Like, I mean, you can improve yourself all day, but sometimes it just is good to know that you are actually improving and doing better than someone else. I know that sounds kind of weird, but that's how I see it. And so I guess I haven't even really started to talk about what Spelunky is. Yes, it is a roguelike, uh, but that doesn't really explain the gameplay as the name would suggest, you are a spelunker, so you're basically just a miner, and you enter this mysterious cave that is known to be really maze-like and change every time you enter it, which is the trappings of a roguelike. Um, so what you do is you have a, a bunch of basic mechanics available to you. Um, you have your whip, which you use to whip enemies, um, some enemies early on in the game it will kill in one hit, but there are others that you really can't kill with it. Uh, 
it is probably your most handy tool. You can use it to break open boxes, uh, hit things over ledges and stuff like that. It, it comes in handy and you'll, you generally use it a lot. Um, you can jump as you can in most games. Um, you can kill enemies Mario style as well. So some will take one jump to the head, uh, and explode where others will take a couple hits. Some enemies you can't jump on their head and you'll die if you try to similar to like, uh, the spiky shell enemies in Mario. Uh, so you'll, you'll be jumping around on enemies heads a lot. You'll be whipping them. Um, you can run as you could once again, parallels to Mario, uh, Running is good because you need to get through the levels as fast as possible. Uh, you don't want to spend too much time in them. It can get you into trouble because it's sort of hard to stop and you have to know the limits of what you're doing when you're running. Uh, you, if you're just rushing through a level, sometimes you can screw up a jump or do other stuff that you're going to find yourself dead. Uh, but it does help in specific scenarios. Like, Spelunky is kind of like a not really pixel art style because it's in HD but kind of like a more modernized pixel style um and so everything is generally takes place in like blocks so like your character would be a block and then the stages are act made up of actual like square blocks um say there is a square block an empty space and then another square block you don't necessarily have to jump over that. You could just run, and then if you're running full speed, you'll just go right over that, which is something valuable to learn because sometimes it's better to do that than jump because if there's spikes underneath and you mistime your jump or something happens, you'll fall on the spikes and die. So it is good to master running. Uh, you can also grab ledges, which is one of the most important things to master in the game, I feel, because when you fall, you if you fall too far, you can take fall damage, so if you're just willy-nilly jumping down all over the place, you're probably going to die by j jumping down into, like, a pit of monsters or onto spikes, or you'll just take fall damage and then you're kind of stunned for a second and bad things will happen to you. So, ledge grabbing can help you get over that. Uh, say you jump up and you can't like quite jump on top of a block. If you can reach the edge of it, you'll grab the ledge and then you can jump up from there. Same thing if you like kind of just walk off an edge, you'll grab the side of it. And if you use that in conjunction with, uh, you can look up or down. Like if you hold up, you can look up. If you hold down, you can look down. It'll scroll the camera a bit so you can see what's going on. If you use that in conjunction with a ledge grab, it definitely helps a lot. The last two basic skills that you have are you can place bombs and you can throw ropes. So bombs are probably the most important thing in the game. You start with three bombs and three ropes. Uh, bombs definitely more important because you can use them to kill enemies. You can use them to destroy, uh, destroy your environment. 
destroy traps, anything like that. Uh, sometimes there will be areas in the level you can't get to because they're completely surrounded by stone walls, and you can get in there to loot whatever items you need to from there. Uh, or just like if you get stuck somewhere, you can use it to bomb your way out. And like I said, you start with three, you can buy more. Generally, it's good to have a lot of bombs just in case there is a scenario where you need them to get out. Uh, and also, you can like bomb out treasure from walls. Sometimes there will be treasure stuck in them. But you definitely want to be careful because the bombs have a blast radius, and if you are in that blast radius, it will kill you. Uh, actually, I don't know if it kills you. It might just take away one heart. But either way, you don't want to get in the blast radius of the bomb because you get hurt from that. And then the ropes are handy, but not quite as handy as the bombs. So you have ropes, and if you push triangle, you throw a rope up. It's basically just like creates a ladder. So I've had myself in scenarios a bunch of times, because I'm an idiot, where I'll have used up all my bombs and I'll accidentally jump down into a pit that I can't get up from because there's no ledges and it's, it's something dumb like that. In those scenarios, if you throw ropes, you can get out theoretically if you have enough or if it's not a too large of a pit and those definitely help uh in certain scenarios but they're not nearly as important as bombs and so like i was saying before um you you have hearts uh you start the game with oh shit i don't know if it's three or four hearts pretty sure it's three hearts and that means that you can take three hits from enemies so like say there's a spider uh it hits you you lose a heart um if you get hit with the last heart you you die and the game is over um but there are a lot of things in the game also that are just one hit death so like you could have 500 hearts but if you land on spikes you're toast you're done um so there are obviously a lot of spikes even though the levels are randomly generated, there always seem to be in the worst uh, worst possible spots. I myself have died numerous times to spikes, and that's that's my own fault. Um, but you... Like, having hearts helps, but definitely you need to learn to be careful because there are so many things in the game that can kill you in one hit. Which is a pain in the ass, but once you learn that, you know what to avoid, you know what to do. And so, in that vein, the goal of the game is to get as far as you can while collecting as much treasure as you can. So, around the levels, um, there are gold bricks, just like gold ore, gems and things like that. And when you pick them up, each one is worth a certain amount of money. And your money directly correlates to your score. So... You can go through the game and not purchase anything in the shop, uh, and you'll have the highest score possible, but there are shops, and usually at least one every level, sometimes there isn't one, but they will have four items in there, and there are various things that can help you, so that I, I, I'm not going to get into all the items you can get, but there are a crazy amount of things, so like the most basic ones that you'll want to get are there is a bag of bombs, which gives you a couple bombs, I think it's three, and there is a bomb box, which gives you, I think it's 12 bombs, and usually the bomb box is expensive, it costs like $10,000, um, but usually if I have enough money and I see one, I will go for that, because it's 
always better to have more bombs and less. Um, it all depends on the scenario, though. Sometimes you may not have enough money, or you're trying to save up to do one of the game's various things you need money for. But that is the goal, is to get as much money as possible, and get as far as possible. So, like, if you beat a level really quickly, you get a time bonus, and that gives you some money also, so you can get money that way. But that that is that is the overall goal. Um, and in order to beat a level, you have to generally, you're working your way from the top to bottom, and when you get to the bottom, there is a door somewhere on the bottom layer of the level, and you enter that, and then the level is over. So, there are various worlds, and you have four levels per world. You start in the mines, which is just like a basic kind of what you would expect a mine to look like. There's, I don't know, crates. Uh, the walls are kind of like brown with a bunch of stone in them. And it's not super challenging. Uh, and once you do those four stages in the mines, which generally most people see the most of the mines because when you're learning, it takes forever to even be able to know what you're doing and you'll die a lot and you always start in the mines. So you'll you'll definitely see the most of the mines. Then you go to the jungle, which I hate more than any of the other worlds. Um, it just sucks overall. It's very green. There's a lot of water. The enemies are a pain in the ass. There's frogs that jump and do all kinds of shit. Some of them explode. There are wild hornets that shoot their stingers at you. Piranhas in the water. It's just, it's, it's infuriating. Um, and I tend to die the most in the jungle. It's just hard to find your way around, and it, ugh, nothing nothing good about it. And then once you get past the jungle, then you are in the caves, which is basically like kind of, I don't know, it's like if in like a cartoon or something where they went too far underground and there was still like, it's all icy and there are woolly mammoths there because they survived in some kind of... They were frozen. For some reason, there are also a lot of aliens in the caves. The caves I find to be pretty easy because there's not a lot of ground, and generally you just try to make your way down. Uh, you can just fall straight through the bottom because the mines don't have a floor on the bottom. So like when you're looking for the exit, you got to be really careful because if you're you're just dropping down like doing a leap of faith you might just fall right through the bottom of the stage and die but generally the mines are pretty easy uh if i die it's because there are like a lot of weird like landmines and stuff for some reason and the aliens can blow up pieces of the map which is a pain in the ass but i actually i like the caves and i think the music in there is actually really sweet too and then finally get through the caves, you get to the temple, which, as you would expect, is just kind of like an Indiana Jones-style temple with a whole bunch of traps and craziness. And the... I I don't have a whole lot of experience with the temple, um, because I rarely ever get there. I'm not super great. But it's crazy. Like, the enemies there are nuts, and there are, like, magicians that throw, like magic tracking things at you and it's really easy to die but it is cool um i've made it through the temple like twice which brings you to the quote-unquote final boss olmec 
which is like just basically just like a giant stone skull. And the way you're supposed to beat him, I've never done this, but I've seen it done a lot of times in videos and stuff, is he will like go up and then smash down kind of like a thwomp in Mario. And when he does his downward smash, like enemies will spawn. So you kill the enemies or whatever. But you can bomb underneath Olmec. So if you... There's a way to get it so that like you can have Olmec stay in the corner and then you can just like bomb out the stage and you want him to smash through the stage because at the bottom there's lava and he will basically kill himself in the lava and then if you get out there's an exit and when you enter that exit you beat the game uh beat the game once again in quotes because there is something after Olmec so if you do a whole bunch of prerequisites on the way to get to Olmec you can ride his head down as it's smashing through and uh find a secret entrance to hell which has four more levels i have never done this and the sad to say but i don't think i will ever be able to do this and then you go through hell which i've only seen a handful of times and it's basically just like a way crazier version of the temple and everything's burning and there's pits of lava and it's ridiculous um but once you get to the end of that, then it's the real final boss, which is Yama. And it's basically this, like, huge, huge uh, multi-armed guy that you want to... To beat him, you, like, climb up these huge vines and you throw uh, throw bombs in his mouth <laughs> and then he explodes. And then once you do that, uh, the whole place starts to collapse and you have to, like, dodge boulders and, like, make your way out... Uh, and once you do that, then you have actually beaten the game, uh, which is really cool. I've seen that done a couple of times, and that that kind of shit's nuts. So there's like there's a lot of stuff, and like what I just described is not even like scratching the surface. It's, it's a game about learning. So the reason I say I'm not good is because there's still a lot of stuff that I haven't learned. Like you learn a lot of valuable skills, but you learn play styles and things like that. Like, there's just a lot of stuff that you have to learn in order to get good at the game. Like, I, I know a lot of people have told me that they don't get into Spelunky because they're not good at video games and blah, blah, blah. They don't think they have good enough reaction times. And Spelunky's not necessarily all about reaction times and things like that. It, Like I said a thousand times a second ago, it's about learning. So, like, there are just various things that I feel like you have to learn, and once you've learned them, you get much, much better at the game. Like, for example, you always want to try to go through the level getting the damsel. So, you can choose, uh, it defaults to, like, a, a lady who yells help. You can change it to a guy, uh... Or a, a dog, the dog is a pug, or now you can change it to a sloth. And somewhere in the level, the damsel will be stuck, and they will be yelling for help, and you res re can rescue them. So, you pick up the damsel, and if you bring her to the exit without her dying, then once you exit the level, there's a little screen in between stages that shows your score and how long you took and if you got the damsel they will be in there and they will give you a kiss which will give you another heart and obviously since you only have one life 
you want to be able to get as far as you can, so you want to be able to take as many hits as you can just in case something does go wrong. So generally, you always want to try to rescue the damsel if you can. Sometimes it's not necessarily worth it because you'll have to use too many bombs or something like that. But you just need to learn that you got to try to get the damsels uh, as much as possible. And if you're like me, you can also use the damsels in... <laughs> Some pretty, I don't know, I guess upsetting ways, even though I've I've gotten over it by now, but they can take hits for you. So, like, if you get hit by an enemy while you're carrying the damsel, they will take a hit of damage instead of you, which is pretty good. So, like, you fall in front of a trap, an arrow shoots out, uh, it'll hit the damsel instead of you, and eventually they will die, so you gotta be careful about that, uh, but they're, they're, they will absorb hits for you, their body will. Uh, you can also just use them as an item, like if they're dead, then you can just use them to throw, like I throw them at enemies a lot, because if you throw things at enemies and they hit them, uh, they will die. You can also uh, sacrifice them on altars, you can find altars in some levels, and if you put them on there, then uh, you can sacrifice them, and sometimes you'll get items out of that. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things that you just need to learn by playing. Um, you always want to be carrying an item. So, like, when I say the damsel can die, you want to be carrying its body, or generally, most of the time, there will just be rocks laying around, and you can uh, carry a rock. That's, that's always good to carry. Um, I say that because it's helpful to throw at enemies if they're far away like bats are annoying so sometimes they stick up on the ceiling and before you enter their range of vision you can throw a rock up and hit them same thing with spiders they hang on the ceiling and if you go underneath them uh they will jump down on you so you can before you pass under them you could try to throw up a rock you just got to be careful because if it comes down back far enough and it hits you then you take damage which it's like my f fucking specialty is I hit myself with the, <laughs> the rocks and stuff all the time. Uh, but their main use is for traps. So specifically in the mines, there are these kind of like weird like stone etched heads. And if you pass in front of them, they will shoot out an arrow. So if you just jump right in front of it, it's going to hit you with an arrow and you're going to get hurt by it. So what you want to do always is throw a rock or an, any kind of item in their path and it will shoot the arrow at that so then you don't get hit by it, which is something that took me a really long time to learn and I had never even thought about, like, if you carry an item, then you could just set off these traps because when I first was playing on the Vita and I didn't like the game at all, that was how I was dying most of the time, is it was like, oh, how was I supposed to know that that was going to fire, or like, it, I just jumped down and then it came out of nowhere. So like, if you're ever going to take a leap of faith, you always, always, always want to drop an item before you do that, just so that any traps will get triggered, and uh, you'll be able to survive that fall or not take that hit. <laughs> and... Uh, one of the main things is, uh, obviously, common sense, is you have to know what all the enemies can do. So, like, the most basic enemy in the game is a snake. And it's just, obviously, a reference to Indiana Jones because he hates snakes, but you need to know that how far away you can be from a snake before it'll bite you and things like that. The snakes aren't really that big a deal. You can jump on their head and then they'll explode, whatever. 
but spiders and bats generally are the things that get me a lot still, uh, just because sometimes I have trouble jumping up and whipping, but spiders, you always want to, like, be looking out for them on the ceiling because, when, like I said before, when you pass under them, they jump down on you, and it's a pain in the ass because sometimes, like, if the ceiling is too high, you won't be able to see that, and then it's just like, oh, god damn it, I took damage because I wasn't being cautious enough. Um, same thing with bats, you just gotta, they will follow you, and you can, like, you just gotta know when you can whip them and when you should just run away from them or when they're actually going to come at you because it's a certain like square radius that they'll start to come at you uh in that same vein there are vases all over the place and you can smash them and sometimes they'll have gems in there but sometimes they will have either spiders or snakes in there and this is still probably the number one way that i take damage is i get slightly too close to a vase when i whip it and then the snake bites me it's a pain in the ass so usually you want to pick up a vase and then chuck it somewhere uh or just make sure that you aren't an idiot and you whip from far enough away which is really cool because once you learn that, then theoretically you shouldn't get damaged anymore. But even though I know that, I still take damage from specifically snakes. I never get hit by the spiders and vases, but always snakes, even though they're like the weakest enemy in the game. Um, and then what else we got here? You got to know what all the items do. So this one's kind of tough because like I said, there are a lot of items. Um... And they all do various things. Like I was talking about earlier, there are bomb bags, uh, bomb boxes. You can get a thing of three ropes. But then there are just items that like you can carry around with you. So one of the most helpful ones is a compass, which will always have an arrow on screen pointing to where the exit is, which doesn't immediately sound helpful, but sometimes the levels are super maze-like, and it's not always easy to know where the exit is, or if you need to make a hasty retreat, you can just beeline it straight for the exit. Um, and then there are just other things, like you can get climbing gloves, which when you purchase those, you can hang on all walls. So that basically makes the ropes useless, because you can just climb up straight walls uh, and things like that. So it's basically like your ledge hanging, but on uh, just a regular straight-up wall. Uh, my favorite item in the game, the jetpack, allows you to basically hover for a set amount of time. You definitely have to learn the jetpack because even though it is ridiculously awesome and lets you get to places you'd never, wise, never otherwise be able to reach, um, if you go for too long, it runs out of fuel and then you fall. And in that case, if you've done that, you'll almost certainly take fall damage, which is a pain in the ass. Uh... But especially if you make it to the caves with a jetpack, super easy because you can just basically float right down to the exit almost all the time. Uh, the My other favorite item in the game, uh, second only to the jetpack, is the shotgun. So every shopkeeper has a shotgun, and you can just steal from the shops. You can kill the shopkeeper, but then if you steal, they get angry. If you throw a bomb in there, they get angry, and then they just start, ooh, excuse me, freaking out, and, like, they'll just shoot the shotgun over and over. So if you kill a shopkeeper, you can take a shotgun. Sometimes you could buy one if it's in the shop. Uh, but the shotgun is a super powerful weapon. You just got to know that it'll knock you back kind of a little bit. So I 
myself have done a couple times where like I'll be standing on a, a ledge over spikes and I'll need to kill an enemy, so I'll shoot the shotgun, and then it blows me back just enough to make me fall on the spikes and die. And that's devastating, because shotguns aren't exactly super common to get. So, <laughs> when you get one and then you die like that, it's just a bunch of bullshit. And there are, like I said, there are tons and tons more items, but you just need to know what they do. Because if you get to a shop and you accidentally buy an item that like isn't really going to help you in your scenario, you lost a lot of money, and it's not going to help you out very much. Uh, or just know because some people prefer certain items, uh, like a lot of people like the freeze gun because that'll help them kill shopkeepers easier. So you can shoot them with the freeze ray before they start going ham with the shotgun. Uh, and the last thing I had on this list was, oh yeah, if you are in a stage for too long, uh, this is just basic, and you, you'll find it out on your own through playing. But if you stay in a stage too long, uh, it'll say a chill runs down your spine, and the music will change, get all slow and kind of trippy. And that means that the ghost has showed up. So you do not want to stay in a stage too long because the ghost will show up, and if he touches you, he will kill you. So you got to be careful and know your limits and know how long you can be in a stage. I think it's like three minutes uh, because the ghost super pain in the ass and will definitely kill you and so like these are all things that i think you learn through playing splunky like i definitely learned all this stuff and i try to use it as much as i can when i play um but there are certainly like advanced tactics that you can learn to get a lot better and if you watch like ever people who just like stream Spelunky all day long on Twitch and like professional streamers and stuff or people who are really good at it, they use all kinds of advanced tactics. So like I just talked about the ghost and one of the advanced tactics is called ghost mining. So there are a tons of different things you can pick up to get money. Like I was talking about earlier, there's like gold ore and then like gold bricks and then above that, the gems, the various gems are the highest. Uh, they give you the most money. So, like, say on the ground there is a gold bar and the ghost comes. If you, like, are running around the level and the ghost trying to get to you passes over that gold bar, it will turn into a gem, so it'll be worth more money. So what a lot of people who are really good at the game and are going for, like, a high score run or something, they will basically leave all the gold on the ground throughout the level and then they will try to lead the ghost over that so they can get gems and get the most amount of money i never try to do that because i am not confident enough in my skills to dodge the ghost uh without getting killed but you can make a ton a ton of money that way and that's a really good way to end up getting a high score um and one of the main reasons people do that is so that they can uh, purchase various items they may need or uh, purchase things from the black market. So the black market is one of those things where you just you got to learn what's going on. Um, in the beginning uh, world, the mines, you in one of the stages can find a golden key. And that means once you find the key that in that stage somewhere there is a locked chest. And if you bring the key to the locked chest, it opens and you get uh, an eye. I believe it's called the Eye of Kali. And it gets added to the game's HUD. So 
uh, what it does right off the bat is make it so that you can see gems in walls. So, like, you'll know where if you bomb a certain area, a gem will fall out or something like that, which I, that's not necessarily super useful. I mean, you can get more gems, but you got to waste bombs in order to do so. So it's a kind of catch-22 scenario. But what it is mainly for is in, I believe it's the second stage of the jungle, it will start to ping on your HUD. So, like, there will be, like, a kind of clicking sound and the aisle glow a little bit. And the closer you get to the entrance of the black market, uh, it pings more and more. So then eventually you'll find the hidden exit to the black market. And what the black market is, is it's basically just, like, a special stage where there's, like, a ton of shopkeepers. One, two, three, four. I think there's, like, eight shopkeepers, and they all have a ton of good items. So what a lot of people do, especially if they're trying to get really far, is they will throw a rope right outside the um, entrance to the first shop, and then they will bomb out a large portion of the area next to the shop so that if something came out of the shop, it would just go down into a giant hole, and then it'd be really easy to bomb them. So that's what people do, basically is they do that, and then they go into the first shop, throw a bomb, get to the top of their rope, because the shopkeepers can't climb ropes, and then they just all kind of fall into a pit, hopefully, if you do it right, and you can just hit them with bombs, and they will blow up, and that makes it so that you can steal all the items without having to sacrifice any of your gold. Money, gold, money, whatever. Um, And... This is tricky. I've tried to do it a couple times. I've never been successful because somehow one of the shopkeepers always manages to avoid my bombs and then just shoots me in the face. But this will automatically will get a shotgun, and usually there will be a ton of good items, so people usually try to do this to get the jetpack shotgun combo. Um, what it also is good for is you need to have $50,000 in order to buy a golden unk which the black market is the only place you can get one, and in the bottom uh, right-hand corner near the exit, there will always be a shopkeeper who is selling a golden onk for uh, $50,000. And what that does is it adds a golden onk to your HUD, and if you die, it will resurrect you. Uh, that is not the main purpose again, though. Uh I was talking about earlier how you get to hell and you have to satisfy a whole bunch of prerequisites. So this is where that craziness starts. So you have to have the Eye of Kali in order to find the Black Market, and then you have to get the Golden Ankh. So you could steal it from the Black Market, or you could purchase it for 50000 But realistically, having 50000 by that point in the game is not really viable unless you're ghost mining, um, which the reason you would do that and get the 50000 is because if you rob the shopkeepers they all get angry and for the rest of the game they're pissed off so there will be a shopkeeper waiting by the exit of every stage with a shotgun so you gotta be super careful so sometimes if you're just trying to get to the end of the game it would be better to purchase it uh through yeah just purchase it through regular means as opposed to pissing off all the shopkeepers but i don't know i guess people practice and get good at it and they know they can take it um so with the golden onk what you then have to do is, well, oh, lost my train of thought. You have to go uh, to the mines, and in one of the stages, there is a moai head. So it's like a big giant stone head, and on its forehead, excuse me, it has um, 
the symbol of the golden onk so what you need to do is while you're within range of it like it's on your screen if you just blow yourself up or get killed by an enemy you'll get resurrected and then the golden onk will go into its forehead and its mouth will open and it will let you inside and so that is a secret exit to that stage and what is inside there is you get a kind of pharaoh hat i think it's like a pharaoh crown which you need to enter the City of Gold. It's one of two items you need to enter the City of Gold. So once you do that, you continue through the mines, and then you get to the temple. And with your pharaoh hat, there, I think it's in, uh, yeah, 4-1, the first stage of the temple, there will always be an Anubis monster, uh, and it has a scepter, and it uses it to throw these stupid homing magic attacks at you, which I always end up dying to. And you kill the Anubis, it takes a couple bomb hits, uh, or you you can't really whip it, I guess, because of the magic, but it takes a couple bomb hits, and once you do that, it drops the scepter. So then, once you have the scepter and that sweet, sweet crown, in the second stage of the temple, there will be a door to El Dorado, the city of gold. (laughs) Yeah, I know, this sounds like crazy madness, I don't know how anyone figured this out at first, but... When you have the crown and the scepter, you can actually enter the city of gold, and that's a secret stage where everything in the stage is made of gold. So the walls, the traps, everything is made of gold. So, like, you can just, if you have a lot of bombs, you can just, like, throw bombs everywhere, and everything will blow up, and you can just get tons and tons of money. Uh, But generally, the real purpose of the city of gold is to get the Book of the Dead. So you... Pick up the Book of the Dead, because it's always somewhere in that stage, and then it spawns a second Anubis. And you don't necessarily have to kill that, you could exit the stage running from it. But you need the Book of the Dead, because it's kind of like the eye you use to find the black market. So it goes up in the HUD, and it will ping. And where it pings is when you're fighting Olmec at the end of the temple. And this is how you get to hell, so... It will start pinging like crazy when the entrance to hell is directly underneath you. And so then what you need to do is bomb out that area, get Olmec to fall in there, and then you have to ride his... You have to get on top of his head, ride it down, and then enter the entrance to hell. And that's how you get to hell. And the reason I say I'm probably never going to do this is because I can't even consistently find the black market. Like, I know it's not that hard to do, but it's... Just something that I feel like I'm never going to get to Yama, never even going to get to Hell, just because it's it's crazy. And there are people who do this like once a day or multiple times a day, and it's, it's just mind-blowing because you learn all these things and you know the secrets, and it's just super rewarding because like you feel good, you feel like you're mastering something because it's not holding your hand. And a lot of games do that now. They hold your hand, and Spelunky is one of those ones where I think it's that's why it's so freakishly popular and on every single console imaginable is because it just like it makes you feel good, and it you have to learn what's going on. It's not just something that doesn't spell everything out for you. And like what I'm talking about right now, like that's without even like the extra stages, because there are weird extra stages to get other special items, like in. The jungle, there is a special stage where, like, sometimes there will be a special event where uh, there will be a ton of zombies, and you can enter a secret haunted castle stage where you can fight a knight and get a shield that, like, reflects all kinds of projectiles. Uh, Then in the jungle, there's also uh, 
you can find an entrance to a worm. Like if you have a live enemy on there and you jump in it also, it'll, the worm will eat you and then you can go inside the worm, uh, in the mine or not mines, the caves there, there are aliens, like I said, alien enemies and you can, uh, find a spaceship and if you get in the spaceship it's crazy hard in there watching streams of it i don't even know how people get through it but at the end you get this huge alien gun and it can like blow up uh blow up walls it can like kill any enemy and it just shoots these huge beams it has a ton of knockback but it seems super cool and just just stuff like that it's it's awesome and there's all kinds of secrets like you you start off with a couple characters that you can be, but if you find coffins throughout stages, you can whip them open and find new characters. Like, the character I use is uh, this basically, like, fat Boy Scout. And there's something about him that I really like. Usually everyone has one go-to character, but there are all all kinds of stuff. Like, you can be Super Meat Boy. You unlock him from the worm. Uh, and yeah, just like... If you fight, figure out that, like, I was talking about way, way earlier, is you can sacrifice damsels on the altar that you find in the various levels. And if you sacrifice a live damsel, you get so many points. And then if you sacrifice a dead body of anything, uh, you get, like, one point. I don't remember how many points you need, but at certain point increments, you will be given just free items from the goddess of the temple. And... That's cool, because sometimes you get a jetpack, you get a shotgun, you get whatever. Uh, But more so, once you get high enough, you get a cup. And the cup goes on the HUD, and once you fill up the cup with blood, like when you whip enemies, blood splatters come out. And if you catch that blood on your body, it'll fill up the cup a little bit. And once the cup fills up, you can get health. So, like, theoretically, you could, like, be whipping enemies and getting, like, tons and tons of hearts, which is crazy even though you still have to worry about falling in the spikes and things like that, it's still just nuts to me that you you can have, like, theoretically, you could get, like, 30 hearts, and it would be, like, no big deal. Um, just stuff like that. Like, I like figuring out things about Spelunky or seeing people do it who are good. Like, once I started watching a lot of Spelunky, I was looking into, like, who's good at it, and, like, the number one player who holds a lot of world records is Bananasaurus Rex, I highly recommend looking up his streams because, like, you want to see what high-level Spelunky play looks like? That is it. He is the first person in the world to do an eggplant run, which is... uh, It just still blows my mind. So, in item shops, you can purchase, like, mystery boxes, and you don't know what's going to be in there. It could be anything. It could be nothing. But... Until you break it open, you don't know. So there's a thing in the game where if you take one of those mystery present boxes and you sacrifice it on an altar, then an eggplant comes out. And like at first you're just like, this seems stupid. Like, what is the purpose of this? But the developers of the game, Derek Yu and a couple other people, were saying like, oh no, the eggplant does something and blah blah blah, but they never said what it was. So someone figured out that if you take the eggplant all the way to hell beat hell and bring it to Yama, you can throw the eggplant in Yama's mouth and he will get sick and just explode. He'll die in one hit. And like the chances of you getting the eggplant there are so, so slim because 
you have to get a bunch of items first to get to hell that like carrying an eggplant the entire time and then like going backtracking to get the eggplant in every level would be insane especially because if you whip it it breaks if you fall too far and take fall damage it breaks if an enemy hits you it breaks and like it's just crazy and bananasaurus rex did this by himself not even in co-op he got the eggplant there by himself well by himself sort of because you can get a you can purchase ai companions in some stores and they can hold an item for you but they're really stupid so i you have to use them very sparingly but he did that so if you look up bananasaurus rex eggplant run you can see the craziest shit in spelunky you will ever see and like that's just the kind of stuff that like i'm never going to get that good but i still think it's cool that you can get that good in this game to be able to do something like that. Like, there are definitely skill levels at this game, and you do get better. And that's what I like about it, as I've been saying this whole time. Um, so, one of the things that a lot of people do, and is why I've been playing Spelunky every day, is there's a daily challenge. And while the levels are all randomly generated, uh, the daily challenge is a specific seed that everyone can do, and it's different every day. And it puts you on a leaderboard... And the whole goal is to have as much money as possible. So you want to make it far while getting a lot of money. And you can compete with your friends. Uh, I play on the PS4 version, so if you like, look at the leaderboards after the fact, it records your replay, so you can watch your friends' replays to see how they did. Um, excuse me, man, burping a lot. You can see the replays to see how they did. You can also see the ghosts of where they died, which is really cool. Like, if they got killed by a certain enemy, you can see their ghost, and you'll know where they died, so you'll know that you've surpassed them, but you might not necessarily have as much money. And I really like doing the daily challenge. It's just, like, something cool to see how good you can do every day. And it forces me to stream every day, which is something I've been wanting to do a little bit more, so I'm going to keep doing that. Um, but if you want to watch my daily spelunky run i usually do a couple practice adventure runs first and then go right into the daily um you can watch me at www.twitch.tv slash drac96 d-r-a-c-9-6 that's my username on most things uh but i do do that almost every day there was about a week where i wasn't doing it uh but i i have been trying to do it every day uh i upload them after the fact on my youtube channel so if you miss out and you really want to see what i've done you can go check out the video on my youtube channel the next day and i guess i, I don't know if you like if you like spelunky and you like hearing about this you should try to play i i think it's a game that at least everyone should try to play and learn a little bit so i think it is super fun super rewarding and i like it a lot and I think that's really all I have for today's episode. I feel like I talked for way longer than I expected to. I think I talked longer about Spelunky than I did Destiny, which just shows like, fuck Destiny. Oh my god, still same thing. But Spelunky is great, and I, I hope that everyone listening agrees, and I hope that you at least give it a try. And so with that, that is the end of the episode. Our theme song is the song Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. They're super awesome, and you should definitely check them out. Uh, until next time, I will see you guys later. Bye.